Hello and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me, I have a series of incredible content creators here today to do a New World Roundtable. We got Danny and we've got Redbird from Studio Loot. Now, this uh, Redbird runs the uh, uh, New World to Go podcast. Danny runs the uh, New World Wednesdays podcast. Lots of epic uh, New World uh, information. Also, Redbird with Studio Loot, you run the site uh, New World Fans. Like, these are the guys who've been putting out content for quite a long time. I've been uh, I've been kind of lurking uh, in the background uh, on all their sites, and so it was really great to get together today and sit down and have uh, this show. Now, before we dive into uh, just our general roundtable about the upcoming MMORPG, I want to say thank you to Luke for dropping a massive sponsorship on this podcast, allowing us to now bring you the podcast in MP3 form day and date with this show. So after this goes uh, and finishes, we'll have that up for you for listening pleasure. So thank you, Luke, for basically covering all our hosting fees for the next year uh, for the podcast. So I really appreciate that. That was unexpected, but I told him when he did that, that that's what he gets. So I'm going to just shout him out for the next year. I'm going to start with uh, Danny. Danny, welcome to the show. What got you started with content creation, uh, essentially, especially around New World? What drove you into that? Um, so my, my real life, I create content for other people. Um, my clients, my I basically create films in the real world. So um, I sort of decided it was time to put my passion into filmmaking and try and bring that into uh, what I love doing day to day, which is playing games. So um, yeah, that that's kind of where it began. And uh, I've been running the power gaming community with some, some friends for a while now. And um, yeah, I've just been, been looking to kind of create some, some memories. Essentially, that was where it became, you know, create some memories of us playing games together and then here we are uh, making content about new world because I'm, I'm super hyped for new world basically so redbird uh same question to you what got you started and what keeps you going well i you know i've, I've been playing mmos for uh, a long time now i i probably like close to 20 years i think yeah in the neighborhood of there anyways and and, uh, you know, just uh, getting into content creation and everything, of course, that was like the genre I definitely wanted to stick in. And and uh, through a progressive uh, amount of games and everything kind of uh, landed in New World uh, and, and met uh, at, on, along the way, met uh, Taken and, and BDLG, which are, are the two other uh, partners in, in Studio Loot. And we've been, you know, grinding ever since. So, um, yeah, uh, we're extremely excited about New World for sure. So uh, before we dive in, because I want to get into y'all's MMO history before we it, the rest of the show is focused in on New World, uh, Redbird, why don't you talk about um, what you do, where you create it, and so that way people can find you. Sure, yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, again, uh, Studio Loot is uh, where we create all of our content uh, through. It's just uh, three guys, basically. It's a fancy name for three guys, uh, me, uh, BDLG, and Taken. And then, of course, our New World uh content is new world fans which is a is a website with hopefully uh including everything that you need uh for new world uh resources and tools uh to enjoy the game more thoroughly and then of course we have a podcast called uh new world to go uh, that's available on all podcasting platforms and and then we put our vod up on our uh, studio youtube channels as well so danny why don't you go ahead and plug yourself as well and then i'm going to get into uh kind of y'all's history with mmorpgs Red, that's gonna be that's gonna be hard to follow, man. That's that's a good resume. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so my name's Dan. I've been basically running a, a gaming community with, with mates for for a long time, and 
Um, yeah, you can basically find me on my Twitch, which is twitch.com forward slash Danny, D-A-N-N-E-H-T-B-H. And yeah, it's probably the best place to find me right now, to be honest. All right. the uh, All of you guys, uh, for anybody watching, listening to this in the audio format and in the video format, note that their links are all in the description of this. We also have like Sunday uh, and a couple of other creators that we're collaborating with uh, behind the scenes and hopefully just kind of help these roundtables and these session, uh, discussions go as we barrel forward towards the launch of New World. So if this is uh, news to you, it launches on August 31st, 2021. So we're less uh, than like 60 days, I guess. Uh, from the launch of this game so um let's dive before we get into new world itself uh i want to go to red what's your you said 20 years of mmorpg history 20 years roughly. of grinding it out roughly give or take yeah. uh what where, where do you start where do, where have you been and uh and obviously i would say new world's where you're going but we'll talk about some other mmos here in a bit yeah so basically uh when it was when I was in high school, uh, a game called uh, EverQuest uh, Online Adventures. It was basically the PlayStation 4 or well, no, PlayStation 2 version <laughs> of EverQuest. And me and my buddies, we, you know, that was like back in the day where like the only online games we played were on computer, like uh, StarCraft and stuff like that. So so we we all bought that game and, and got the, the device or whatever that allowed you to connect your PS2 to the Internet. And dude, we had a blast. Like it was the best game I've ever played, you know, at that time. And, and, uh, I was hooked immediately, you know, getting the opportunity to troll people online and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, open world <laughs> PVP and everything like that, man. Do you I, still troll people online though? Like, I, uh, unfortunately, yeah, I still do. <laughs> I haven't learned any lessons about, about, uh, yeah, trolling or anything like that, but yeah. So, I mean, dude, uh, MMOs are, are just like, I think, the pinnacle of gaming because of the uh, you know the social interaction and everything that you get in there and and competing with other people and in pv and pvp uh i can't get enough of it so yeah everquest and then i moved on to vanilla wow uh and then everquest 2 i think i was playing both of those at the same time uh and then i and then obviously kept playing world of warcraft and and uh then i got into eso uh, that was like the fr I, the first game I actually probably spent like no life to no life, and uh, and uh, from there, uh, kind of um, played Destiny for a while. Oh yeah, not not your traditional MMO, but man, I I spent like two thousand hours in that game, probably raiding and 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 in Crucible and everything like that. And then, uh, uh, you know, from there. Uh, basically kind of leads up to that, that area where I started streaming and then started, uh, playing, uh, games like Crowfall, uh, those indie MMOs that, that haven't released yet. I think Crowfall comes out here in, here in a bit, but, uh, and then, yeah. And then, so then in Crowfall met Bordy or BDLG, and then we start all this. So that, that basically leads up to this time right now. So Danny, uh, how about you? Talk to me about your, uh, your history with MMORPGs. Um, yeah, uh, so my in with the MMO side of things, that sort of kicked off back in Guild Wars One, um, mm. and really, really hit that hard. Before then, I, you know, I was, I was, I just loved my play games. I guess similar to Red, you know, that, that sort of interaction with whether you get killed or they kill you or, or whatever it may be is just it's fascinating and it's really cool. Um, so that sort of went back from Medal of Honor, Allied Assault, and you know, the first Call of Duty and things. Yeah, then into Guild Wars 1 and then Guild Wars 2. And I s stuck with Guild Wars 2 for what seemed like forever. Um, there was a game mode there called World v. World. 
mm-hmm. which is kind of kind of similar to New World with your three factions. You know, you had your three teams in in World v World, and I just I spent about five to six thousand hours leading raids of between fifty to one hundred people in World v World, and it you know every time I played it just got me so hyped, and I was just so excited, and uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've been trying to search for something like that with great PvP and just really good fun since since I kind of stopped playing Guild Wars when it sort of, you know, lots of things change. So New World seems to be uh, where I can find my space to have fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of my history. It's basically Guild Wars. I don't have a big diversity. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes, Guild Wars has been my, my thing. Yeah. I always find it very fascinating because when I look at New World, I look at what's happening in the MMO market today. Like I'm a, like I studied game design. So that's what I went to go and wanted to do. And then right at the time I was still in school, a game called Halo 2 came out and I watched this documentary about what the basically the hell that the team had to go through. They got locked away for like nine months to finish the game. And then I was conflicted because I was like, I also want a family. Like I was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I like to settle down and have like a family. And I was like, I, I in my mind, I couldn't f- imagine a partner who would literally be like, I'm going to see you. Peace out in nine months. I'll see you. I'm going to be locked in this building. Uh, you know, enjoy the kids, you know, like, cause they literally threw a party. And so I was like, you know, maybe I'm going to go into just regular business level application development. So that's it. That ended up kind of being a, a hard pivot based off of the fact of crunch and what game, what get, what game developers do, but I still have a passion for that. So there's this industry kind of, you know, insight that I have because I've hired a lot of people out of gearbox when they got tired and burnt out from making very little money and putting in crazy hours and just to be called like horrible people <laughs> for making games. Yeah. Like it's a, like it's a really great market to pick up. Like if you're trying to hire developers uh, is to pick them up out of the, out of the game industry uh, when they burn out. But the uh, my, my history with MMOs for me, for y'all's knowledge uh, in case nobody here is, you know, everybody here is new for this show. Uh, Final Fantasy 11 was my entry point into the MMORPG and uh i made so many mistakes like it's so fascinating i just recently gone back and started playing like classic 11 uh with some friends literally just it's so awesome it's such a really great experience it's a sandbox mmo and from the base of it like the mmo genre has really shifted into uh theme park and we'll talk about some sandbox and theme park because this was originally designed as that sandbox but they've been bringing in more theme park elements over the course of the last couple years of development but Beyond that, from 11, easily made that transition into 14, back when it was awful in 1.0, and suffered through that, but also played some Guild Wars at the time. I've played a lot of Destiny. Uh, So, Redbird, when you talk about Destiny, it's like, yeah, I was right there. Uh, I'm hoping for more, but I've struggled with Destiny as recently because of all the FOMO, because the seat, like... Battle passes, I think, are a fine system, and they've even kind of talked about battle passes coming into, into New World, but then... I always just kind of like bow out. I'm like, all right, like, oh, you're going to, it's, I don't know if anybody here played Majora's Mask, but I absolutely hated that version of, of it because there was this timer. Like, I just hate feeling that like time pressure, I guess, even back when I was a kid and I had all kinds of time to play. So um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that if nothing else, New World, Destiny 2, like they learn from what Halo is doing by introducing a battle pass, but not letting it expire. Like you can just equip your, almost like Guild Wars 2's reward tracks. Like you get, you buy a reward track and then you just grind it out. Like I'm fine with grinding it, you know, 
I've always been. I'm great with grinding games. I'm not ever worried about being first. I'll just chip away, chip away, chip away. But when all of a sudden you say, you got to finish this big task in three months, I go, I'm sure there's another game that I can go play. That, <laughs> And it's all subconscious <laughs> in my mind. So anyway, that's kind of my, my history with the MMO. I still play 14 to this day. I'm really excited about New World. I've been following it for almost two years now. And it's been interesting to see all the different drama that's kind of kicked up around Reddit over the different changes. And it's so funny uh, for me personally, just because I'm like, the game's not even out yet. And it's like, it's just managing to, to upset people. And I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I guess in the, we'll find out here in a couple of years. But um, let's go ahead and dive into the kind of the core of uh, my first question for, for you guys. Redbird, I'm going to start with you. Why New World? Like, what is it about this game that particularly piques your interest? Why create a website? Why create a podcast? Especially when there is no guarantee in 2021 or even ever, we've seen MMOs come and go, that this is going to be the game that has staying power. Well, so I think why New World starts with like why MMOs probably. Sure. And and one of the things I think is one of the most special times in an MMO is is on the ground floor, like right from the jump, getting in there and, and getting uh, to start day one leveling with everybody else being at the same level as you. I think that experience in gaming is one of the best. Yeah. Uh, so we, we we when we set out uh, to look for a game that we wanted to cover, uh, we were looking through the newer upcoming MMOs and, and like that's why we we're playing Crowfall, of course. And and then, uh, you know, New World as they started to pivot from like a survival game uh, to more of a like structured, uh, like true MMO. Uh, you know, we started to get that feeling like, okay, this, they are going to attempt to make this game something that, you know, has continuous content and, and, um, you know, a world that, that players can kind of socialize in as well as compete in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, um, that's one of the main reasons I think that we chose new world is just because it is new. And, and I think that their, <laughs> their vision for the game uh, is encouraging. I mean, 10 years, they have a 10 year plan. They, they say that all the time. And that is something when you're dedicating a lot of time to content and, and, you know, efforts into building up a, a catalog or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you want the, you want the dev team to have as much confidence as, as you want to have in your, in your uh, duration. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Amazon seems to continue to communicate well with the community and, and uh, obviously they have big plans for the game and that's kind of, helps us have big games for the plan or big plans for the game as well. I like the, I like the other way, big games for the plan. <laughs> absolutely. The plan, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I like that way better. We should get that on a shirt. Um, sure. <laughs> how about you, yeah, how about yeah. you, Danny, how about you, man? Yeah. I mean, my, mine's, I think relatively simple. I, you know, I, I basically love playing games with friends and, you know, we've, we've got a really lovely community and it's basically finding a place for all of us to kind of be able to come together um, a lot of games you play, they're either locked to four man, eight man, or things like that. And and MMOs, you know, allow you to have as many people as you want, you know, and come and go as you please. And you know, you have that real progression within your character. So, why New World? I guess because uh, for me, it's visually stunning. I think mm. the game is just whether you PvP or not in the game, you're gonna have a great time just running around. Um, but I don't think there's anything else out there like it at the moment. Obviously, you have lots of MMOs, but I really love uh, games like Chivalry or Conqueror's Blade, where you have this kind of medieval 
kind of real combat. You know, it's not tab targeted. It's very much. It feels. It feels more immersive. And New World brings kind of that Guild Wars vibe that I loved with these kind of fresh. Um, pvp that i love too from chivalry and Hobbs blade for example uh, it's interesting that's a really good point when you talk about um both the pvp side but the visual aesthetics of this game um like obviously generally i was i was generally curious about it like we haven't really seen you know like something this visually impressive i was first concerned so visually like my history being with primarily final fantasy is like oh that that you know final fantasy aesthetic it has a certain art, art style that I find personally well appealing. And then I see this kind of frontier esque, you know, MMORPG. And I'm like, well, I don't know if that's really going to visually appeal for me, but um, you know, all in all, like when I look at from an industry perspective, Amazon, I don't know anybody big enough outside of Amazon, Microsoft, Square Enix, Blizzard, Sony, uh, you know, Google that really could have the staying power. And this is something that I, I it's, I, I get a lot of hate for, uh, you know, and I, I want to be wrong. But I get a lot of hate for from gamers that have this mindset that like some indie studio is just going to come and release this triple A epic MMORPG that's just going to light the world on fire and it's going to all be free or it's going to be sub only. And, you know, like, they, I don't know, like breaks my heart because I'm like, I'm I really want that to be true. But I also would like to fly and teleport and do a couple other things. I just don't see it <laughs> yeah. happening. So I get a lot of hate. I'm not trying to, you know, make anybody feel like, you know, think magical and things that, you know would be hopeful and awesome to ha that they won't happen, but it is what it is. Um, when I stepped in and played the preview, a couple things that really kind of uh, captured my mind, like right away as a gamer, I think I really prioritize probably to a, to a fault, to a, an overabundance, but potential like MMO potential, because it's not about how an MMO starts. I'm not playing a single player game locked in history, maybe gets a bug fix, a fixer patch or some DLC. I'm talking about a game that's going to evolve over time. And then, so I'm playing the preview and I'm like, there's so much potential here. The potential energy is what I, you know, is how I think of it is just massive. Right. And I have my wife play it and she goes, you're going to get me to this game. Right. I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're talking about something now. Cause like if she immediately touches the game, it's like, okay, yeah, we're playing this, right. Playing this together. Cause we'll play games together, but you know, not always an MMORPG. I think it's when you first cut down your tr the first tree in the game yeah. that all of a sudden you're like, there's something different here because that tree doesn't immediately respawn. Like I've affected the world. I was running down the street and I see some people just like strip mining, like the forest over on the side and the trees <laughs> are just going down and down and down. They're affecting the game. I'm walking and I see the moonlight just coming through the forest. And it reminds me of East Texas where I grew up uh, as a young kid. Like all of a sudden there's like, I was so immersed into the game in the world that I was like, okay, there's something here. There's the potential for this to be really good. Assuming that Amazon invests and they continue to bring out content for the game and they continue to support the game, which financially they can't, <laughs> you know, I'm not, they're not going to, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about like how these studios have kind of come up and down where it's like, Oh, it's been six months and we didn't make our investment back time to go to free to play. And I was like, Oh, it's already a buy to play game. So they're not going to have to go and sit here and say, well, we're going to change your business model. Like they've got that kind of where you don't have to have that drama uh, shift down the road. And then again, over the course of the fact that they delayed the game, I, I cannot tell you how many times I'm like, 
it would be nice to see a publisher or developer say, you know what, the game's just not where we want it to be right now. Let's go ahead and delay it. And they delayed it for a year. Like it's, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a year. And I've been just dying to get back and play more of the game. And I check my email from Amazon every Friday to see if they're finally going to let me in the alpha. <laughs> and the answer is no, I'm still not in the alpha. But then I get messages on my Discord. They're like, I'm in. Like, oh, all right, you know, great. I couldn't talk about it if I was. I couldn't, you know, make content around it if it was. But I want to, I'm really looking forward to the 20th. So for me, I think once that when I first cut down my first tree, I was like, that's, that's awesome. And then the emphasis on a player driven economy, because I've always, I, I don't like the FOMO aspects of like dailies and things like that within the games. I play games with them, but I don't end up in, like, it doesn't necessarily feel good in the long run because it feels like chores. But when you have the ability to log in and make money, and that's all, if that's what you want to do, that in and of itself is kind of solving the problem, in my opinion. So um, I am really looking forward to uh, the 20th in that regards. So following that, um, New World is not launching in a bubble. You know, it is not launching when there's no other games coming out. Um, MMORPGs are competing against more games than they've ever had before in society today even game pass in my mind is a better theme park mmo uh than theme park mmorpgs because they offer a ton of attractions for the same price mm -hmm. and you have multiple like you have anything you could ever dream of within that so i think game pass is actually a real competition to things like world of warcraft and final fantasy 14 right now but um New World still launching against Endwalker, End of Dragons for Guild Wars, uh, ESO just launched a new expansion. Um, Redbird, what are your thoughts uh, about New World, how it gets established, and how it grows amidst established uh, like and, and, and critically acclaimed games coming out uh, around the same time? Well, I think that's a challenge because, you know, and, and we read Reddit and, and YouTube comments and everything like that. And people want to compare New World immediately to games like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV, games that have had 10 years worth of content, 15 years worth of content. And I think the challenge there is just to do something different, right? Uh, you, you can't expect to compete against those games in their uh, in their space or, you know, in, in their uh, bread and butter and, you know. Uh, I think New World does do a lot of those things. Like you said, the the first time you chop down a tree and and you kind of hear the sounds of the game and yeah. and, and how it feels and and the combat and and you know every, all of those things set New World apart from other games. Uh, I think, like you said, the world is beautiful. Uh, you know, and and really nothing has ever been done in this space as far as setting. I think goes. This is kind of like a a 17th century like gothic type of setting which you know yeah. i think a ton of people always ask for like a dark souls mmo then i think uh, this is gonna be pretty close to that i think at least initially because of you know the you know similar combat combat and the setting so i think that's how they do it man just keep doing things uh different than other mmos and and keep trying to push the boundaries in in gaming and not just try to you know do the same thing as a, like a, a wow clone would or something like that what about you danny um yeah i mean i i kind of mirror what what red's saying um but also i think amazon have quite a unique uh, opportunity here by sort of you know potentially leveraging off twitch and maybe they can bring in some things that other games haven't done you know they own you know they have twitch and they have the game and, and maybe they can bring in some unique perspectives there and i think um you know 
all the things that have happened over the last year, you know, from everything from uh, the turnaround point, from it being that sandbox game to where it is now, um, through to, you know, dare I say it right now, you know, the, the cash shop and things like that, I think have been real talking points for people outside of the new world community so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I, I yeah, I, I think they have sort of like Red said, you know, they, there's a lot different in new world than there is to your typical MMO, but also, you know, getting themselves out there advertising wise, I think that they've done a pretty good job um, so far, but I think they've got a long way to go. I don't know how, how well they're going to do, but yeah, these, these talking points, you know, I've seen YouTube channels that don't really cover games now talking about new world. And I think it's, it's a really good thing, whether it's positive or negative that they're talking about it. People are coming into new world, seeing and, and hearing the sound design and, you know, you don't, you don't typically see MMOs with this sort of graphic and this sort of design to this level, from my experience anyway. Um, and I, I think it's just kind of catching people's eye straight off the bat. And hopefully they continue with, with that, you know. And yeah, <laughs> It's really good. Uh, it's a really good point, both in what makes it different, because one of the things I felt like where MMOs have struggled is that they've gone and created... Wow, you know the wow clone right where you know world of warcraft is number one people are like let's do that and then literally okay nobody's going to make that ship because they have that sunk cost they've already invested their communities there it's very difficult for moving one community to the next it's actually quite interesting to see where world of warcraft is right now um and i think essentially what we've seen with like lots of uh, people leaving the game after like people have told me 13 14 15 years that this is where their friends are, this is where their community is, and how it felt like a divorce. But I've seen kind of like two camps, just from my perspective and the content that I create. Hey, Camp A, hey, I'm going to go play Final Fantasy XIV. Oh my gosh, this is such a great game. Oh my gosh, you know, yeah, this is where I'm going to play. And then B, those are just like, I'm waiting for New World. And that's kind of the, the camp where I feel like there is some crossover, but like I haven't seen a lot of people within the fourteen community that's like, oh, I'm really excited about New World because like New World offers something different and I think that's a really great point you both bring up if it was just the same thing that they were already playing why even you know make the jump like hey because that's there's not just a financial cost there's a time investment cost there's trying to get your community move over cost like there's all these extra kind of hurdles I think for me and I want to to kind of highlight uh, creatures comments a little bit off topic but I think it's interesting for the uh, I'd be curious to guess y'all's thoughts but I think for me, it's New World is going to need to deliver content updates. I don't know at what clip, at what you know pace, but we've seen in the alpha, which is much easier to do that those kind of updates uh, every month, like big update after big update after big update. But when the game is af- you know after release, like they need to continue to have some set pace that gamers can rely on. Because what I see happening is that New World's going to come out, it's launching. People are hungry for a new MMORPG. They're hungry for it. It's going to take top build because there's nothing really launching right around that same time. Then when the theoretical 9.2 comes out for WoW, Endwalker comes out, I don't know the date of End of Dragons, like people are going to go back to their, their safety zone, their comfort zone, what they consider their MMO home. And what New World needs to do is continue to invite people back in not being worried about that initial dip because hype is going to bring people in and then people are going to kind of settle into their habits. But if new world can keep delivering content, 
um, and then following that up with an expansion. I'd, I'd be kind of curious, how, how soon would you guys want to see an expansion uh, after release? Are we talking ESO's model one year? Are we talking WoW 14's model every two years? What do you think, Red? Uh, I mean, obviously, the sooner the better. I, I think really, uh, you know, they're going to probably stick with the, the pay-to-play model, and then, you know, they're going to want to release, uh, I think, a, a good expansion potentially every year to, to keep getting that, you know, $30, $40, I guess, uh, whatever the price of the expansion would be, because the, it's it's kind of weird because we're not paying full box price for New World. We're, we're technically paying $40, which is, yeah. uh, you know, quite a bit cheaper. So who knows what the expansions will actually be. But, but I think to your point before, and one of the things they've kind of stated is they want to continue to put out content, uh, you know, free content, Mm -hmm. uh every month or two and and i think that can really uh go a long ways as far as keeping people active in game because the minute that you do start to feel like i've ran out of things to do if you can introduce new uh you know new content to the game it's it's more likely that those people will be like oh okay well i'll, I'll just wait a, a couple weeks or i'll wait mm -hmm. a week and and uh, try out the new stuff as opposed to, you know, I think like where World World of Warcraft is right now. I mean, people have been waiting for content for like, you know, six months. And and the, and the thing, like you said, all of them are like jumping ship to try out another, you know, uh, other games like Final Fantasy 14. I'm playing Final Fantasy 14 seriously for like the first time ever. Uh, and, the, and, you know, that's some of those people are going to come back to WoW, obviously, but some of them probably... Uh, in New World and other games, are going to find a new home because they're yeah. kind of sick of the the lulls that Blizzard is kind of known for, the lack of communication content uh, yeah. that they have. What about you, Danny? Uh, every one year or every two year, what would be what would be your ideal set setup? It's um, it's it's a difficult one. Really. We, we we talk <laughs> we've been talking a lot about what we want to see expansion wise. You know, we've got this whole pirate vibe going on, and you see pirate ships in the trailer, mm -hmm. and there's yeah. all these cool ideas of you know what people want to see for expansions. But I guess they have this kind of you know downtime on release to to potentially relax for a couple of months while people push through the content that they've got. But I think for me, it would just be kind of watching the community, and when a lot of the the current players start to reach that end game and sort of start to get to that point where they're all the content's been, you know, finished and they've sort of gone for everything is, I think that they've set up a really good model where they could introduce maybe one or two new expeditions here or there and um, just drop feed a little bit of content throughout the year. And then sort of like Red said, you know, maybe once a year, like a big, a big drop, um, a massive expansion with just some real, some really cool new features and, and elements to the game. But I would like to see them constantly drop some uh, content as, as time goes by, but yeah, probably every year, something like that would, would, would work. Yeah. Very well. The once, the once a year model, I think works real well as a, always a re-invitation from a marketing perspective, from an inviting people back. And that will get us kind of into a discussion a little bit about theme park and sandbox um, because there's different people do it differently. And we, and you uh, read playing 14, you'll see that, their theme park is, you know, you have to complete theme park A to get to theme park B, where ESO is like, okay, you can just go right into B or right into C. 
and there's strengths and weaknesses to um, you know those decisions. But as an aside, I, like Creature did say, talking about how uh, Elden Ring is coming out before uh, the next Elder Scrolls, and that seems to be further off. Uh, do y'all see that as a potential uh, invitation for people who like those kind of games coming in and checking out uh, this MMO, especially with Elden Ring? You talking about Souls like? Imagine finishing that game and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, this game's been out for six months and either and hopefully people are really enjoying it. What are your thoughts, Red? Uh, I mean, yeah, I I really uh, like uh, we said before about the the setting of the game, the gothic like 17th century Dark Souls type of feel. I, there's a massive uh, player base in in those Dark Souls games, and and I think this game definitely would interest them. I would think, especially like for a, a there's no sub, just forty dollar right. commitment. Exactly. I mean, you know, I think they're gonna pull a lot more people in. I for some reason people, and, and I'm more of a sub person. Like I don't mind paying the fifteen dollars a month as long as like you know all the content is is relatively you know good, yeah. free and accessible and good to me. Yeah, but but I think the forty dollars uh, will help draw those those players that are used to playing like those single player RPGs into New World to at least try it uh, for sure. Uh, but but to your point on the ESO thing, real quick, I have kind of said this a lot. Uh, I think one Tamriel, which was the update to ESO that allowed players to like the world to scale off of each player's level uh, simultaneously, so you can play like you can start a friend in the game at level one mm-hmm. and immediately group with them and and play with them and 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 try out the new content, and the new expansion. Like that's one of the best features in any MMO right now. Because it, that's the main problem, I think, with with MMOs is trying to pull in new people mm-hmm. uh, that that want to play with their friends and 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 try the new stuff. I think that that uh, is perfect, the perfect way to do so, which is to you know have that uh, uh, like dynamic scaling. So hopefully, New World, you know, can venture in that general direction as they put out new content and stuff. That's actually something that I'm very curious about because I know that they there's a lot of drama. We'll talk about the cash shop here in a little bit, but a lot of drama about how they're thinking about having boosts later, you know, in the game's life. And a lot of people didn't seem like that. I'm a, I'm a sub guy. Like, I'm like, I, I wish the sub model won out. But when you just, again, you got to look at the market as a whole. Your sub is also like your Game Pass sub. Your sub like, there's a like sub saturation that's right. only possible for, uh, you know, and that uh, that gets harder and harder. But beyond that, uh, you have like Halo multiplayer is going free to play. Like they're, the games have shifted more to that open accessibility market. And that's why it's like you got to like the lifeblood of the MMO is also bringing in new players. If, you, if you're not bringing in new players, you got to look at why. And if that I hope that we'll see some kind of level syncing system because there is nothing better, in my opinion, than playing with your friends. And if you can't play with your friends because, oh, well, I'm going to kill your XP or whatever. Like it ends up being just like this extra wall, this hurdle that people won't uh, allow us to get into. Now, um, a big a big game, another MMO, like that's that's also having its share of uh, of drama regarding cash shop and and more, especially over the last couple of weeks, uh, is Ashes of Creation. Uh, you know, Red, you talked about like when you were looking at the M- upcoming MMOs that are coming down the pipe and why you picked on this one. Like, obviously, New World has a theme. Has a, it's it is this it is a game. It's also coming out this year. Uh, I think Ashes is much further along. I'd like to get y'all's opinion on Ashes uh, of Creation. Uh, is it overhyped, or do you think that it it has the ability to have a staying power from what you've seen and heard? I'd like to start with Danny because I let Red answer the last question first. Go ahead, Danny. Um, yeah, so I mean, I haven't followed uh, Ashes too much to be honest. I mean, I've, I've bought into the beta. 
Um, I'm sort of behind the game. I feel like if you put New World and Ashes side by side, I feel Ashes would appeal more maybe to your WoW audience. You know, it's sort of it's a bit more WoW vibes, but you know, um, again for me, they're really kind of pushing the boundaries with these massive large scale battles and i think uh just just that one particular element for me like really interests me um i I really love kind of um reading all their updates i I love their developer streams and things like that Uh, i I know a lot of people that have have bought into it and are really supportive of the game and think it it can be absolutely amazing you know there's so many features that they're trying to push into this game (laughs) maybe it's a bit um ambitious but I, I don't know, man. I, I I love I love the look of Ashes, but um, from from a very basic level, I'm just super excited for the large scale PvP and you know the, the guild functionality and, and working with your friends and things like that. So, yeah, sorry for a basic answer. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about you, Red? Do you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, okay. So we we also cover Ashes of Creation minorly, but but the thought is is that you know Ashes of Creation if they're going to deliver on everything they say they're going to deliver is like three years out still yes. probably. So. I, I've, I've long thought 2024, maybe, yeah, you know, yeah, like, that's yeah. our consensus as well. And, and, and you know, the thing about, uh, you know, the ashes of creation versus new world uh, debate is, you know, oftentimes, and, and you probably, uh, Danny have went through this same period with all the cash shop, uh, yeah, drama and everything like that like you try to convince people like okay but and they'll use ashes of creation as an example like oh thank goodness for ashes of creation yeah there is <laughs> yeah. coming out and it's like yeah but do you remember the the battle royale that they tried to do and they sold game passes for that that they you know do you remember like you know again like they're they've consistently put out uh new uh aesthetics and cosmetics to buy and the game's not out yet and, and they're very similar in monetization strategies, I think, is at least uh, from where we're at right now in like gaming in general, which, you know, we can make arguments all day, but it appears that cash shops are winning the battle. Uh, you know what I mean? Subscription fees are have kind of, like you said, lost out. And and mm-hmm. uh, even you know, I think I, I asked somebody I was like, name a subscription only MMORPG. That doesn't have cash. That doesn't have right. like a cash shop. It does too. not have a cash shop. Can you name there one? I, one. I, I, there is one. Somebody left There's it one? in the comments. I go, oh, I never, and I never heard of it. Um, <laughs> can y'all, like, Danny? Can you name a, uh, a an a, an MMORPG that's sub only? That's that's newer. Like I think Eleven nope. still. You know, no, is, and I think I've already I've already paid maybe five or six times more into Ashes that isn't even out for four years than I have New World. <laughs> you know, with the beta yeah. budgets. Oh, what am I doing? You know, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, someone said Mortal Online, which is evolving into Mortal Online Two, is sub only, and that's that's their pledge on the website. And if they if they can pull it off and they can have a game that you know people want to play, that's just that. More power to them. Uh, I would love to have. I would love to have an exception to the rule. I'd love to be wrong, and uh, yeah. we'll have to wait and see <laughs> with that though. But there's like real economic, you know, insight into this. Here's the thing with Ashes, right? I want it to be good. I have hovered over that purchase access beta more times than I care to admit. Still haven't committed. I was like, oh god, like, yeah. oh, am I, you know, am I just burning away like a, a lot of the money? Because on paper and everything that they they say sounds great, right? And I want it to be good because I think if they come out with some really good ideas, like that can help the MMO genre as a whole. 
there, there's some serious concerns though, right? Because it's like uh, the, the main investor behind Ashes. It's already spent like 40 million some odd of his own money into this. It makes sense that they're willing to sell whatever, you know, to get, you know, any kind of cash flow coming back in to help offset development so they can get this, this dream project finished. And I, I wish them all the luck. But if I was sitting here in a, in a position, I still wouldn't want to be sharing all the information that I share because uh, gamers in playing a game is much different from developing a game. And it runs mm-hmm. the risk. What we've seen is this overhype, this over mindset, this it's going to be the be all end all perfect MMO. The one that we've waited for uh, all this time, the one that's spoken of in prophecy uh, that will come and save the genre uh, itself. And I'm sitting here going like, well, hell, like if they're having a really good idea and I'm in the, if I'm on the dev team for Amazon, oh, that's a pretty cool idea. Okay, we'll probably New World has a greater chance of delivering those ideas uh, because it's also closer to release, and that uh, these games don't exist in you know in a bubble. So it's, I think anybody who's doing right. anything interesting, it only makes sense to say, you know what, that's a really good idea. What would how would that look like? What would that look like within our own game? Uh, and then so <laughs> go ahead. And I honestly, like, I say that all the time. Like, I, dude, I hope New World looks at Ashes of Creation's ideas and starts implementing some of them. I, th- I think the caravan system is dope. Yeah. I think it would work perfect at the settlements and, and having, like, a PvP hotspot travel across the map from settlement to settlement. Like, you know, that's the thing is New World's going to hit the market as a live product, like, three years before Ashes does. So, you know, we'll be having the same conversation that we're having about like WoW and, and Final Fantasy 14 right now. Yeah. It's like people will have three years invested in New World at that point. And if Ashes of Creation just, you know, misses the mark or, or maybe mm-hmm. hits a little bit under where New World is, I, you know, they're going to have trouble pulling people away. So, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting conversation for sure. I hope you get your values worth, Danny. I appreciate you uh, taking oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, I, hey, I would have never, I would have never have, you know, done this uh, when i was growing up and the reason i missed wow was because i just couldn't afford the monthly subscription i was a poor student and that's just the way it was and i hit i hit guild wars and i think ashes has this kind of big paying right now plus the sub fee when it comes out plus they got all these elements to it so i'm not gonna lie having no sub for new world excites me and if they introduce a battle pass that does not expire so that i can kind of just purchase that as a piece of content between expansions like that actually really th- thrills me. It allows me to optionally set myself and not feel ha- like I have to log in. I have to play. I've really gotten to the point where like when I go and play final fantasy 11, it's just a good game. It's just fun to log in and it's fun not to feel like I have, like I have chores to do. I think yeah, that's yeah. just where like the, uh, the old man gamer in me comes out and it's like, if you're calling them chores, I think then we need to reevaluate why they exist. They're a, they're a retention mechanic designed to, you know, fire off dopamine in your brain, but it only lasts so long. It can last several years. You're going to get your money out of it, but I hope to, I hope to goodness that we, we see those kind of mechanics avoided here because the, the real thrill of logging in should be the game itself and not some kind of like, I'm going to get, you know, because I, I, I even to this day will just pop into Guild Wars 2, open my, my box and and pop out just to keep just to keep getting my dailies. And I don't like it. It's it's like yeah. I want it like, all right, I don't have time. But it's like, huh. And and then the, and the solution isn't to make it unlimited to where those stack up, because then essentially people feel so overpressured 
to like, I've got 32 things to do. I have to do before I can go do the fun thing that I want to do. Like if I just wanted to log in today and fish in Final Fantasy 11, I totally can. And that's what I hope for New World. I hope that maybe one day I just want to log in and just just fish. I don't have <laughs> anything I got to do. I don't have to go check off these boxes because I've logged in and they're like, am I dope? My It's my monkey brain. It's going to be like, all right, I got to go do this. And then I'll suffer the consequences for it. Now, um, we talked a lot about what we want to see in the game, but one of the things we haven't really touched on, I saw chat touch on this here a little bit while we're streaming, um, uh, weapons. You know, we talked about expansions. We talked about these things. Uh, 11 weapons in the game uh, at launch. They weren't. We got weapons a- added over the course of this last year as a part of Alpha. Um, what's missing? What do you want to see? And it doesn't have to just pertain to weapons, but let's start with weapons. And uh, let's go with you, Red. So I think the the best answer is probably more like healing weapons and magical <laughs> weapons to kind of balance out uh you know the there's a lot of melee weapons right now yeah. and a lot of like physical damage weapons so obviously get that balance nice and, and tied up uh, the uh time setting that the game is in kind of opens it up to almost any weapon like they had mentioned and i think one of their developer videos about their inspiration on the time setting is you know it's the, that period briefly between like you know where sword and shield and, and that sort of uh combat and then when like you know gunpowder and everything was starting to be developed for like uh, muskets and and mm. all those other things but dude i, I i'm gonna dodge a little bit i, I kind of want to <laughs> see them i want to see them tie weapons together like the you know the two choices that you make in the weapons i want to see something there like because eventually the game might have like 30 weapons or, or whatever yeah. and that's awesome i hope that that does happen but i also would like to see some like mini system that says oh you've chosen the musket and uh you know the ice gauntlet well here's like this one like passive ability or active ability that kind of shows that you know you're like this this musket ice gauntlet type of person so i i don't know man i i I think definitely they need to balance out the magical aspects of the game but also um yeah i would like to see some system tying the weapons together in some small way yeah what about you dan I'm actually like I'm I'm the polar opposite to be honest. Like I'm I'm such a uh you know I, I grew up being such a Lord of the Rings nerd like proper, <laughs> and I I just imagine these kind of you know Helm's Deep style battles where everyone is kind of sword and shield and very kind of gritty on the battlefield, and then you know you have these one or two guys you know your Gandalf for example that is you know wielding this kind of you know magic weapon and it kind of makes him a bit a bit more special um in the game and and then there's just a lot of that kind of medieval type combat and uh i i think you know i i said before i oh man why did they bring out this ice corner oh it doesn't doesn't make me happy but then i <laughs> then i saw it and i was like ah oh, this is so cool it's really awesome um but yeah i would love to see things like uh obviously you know your great sword maybe a crossbow but then also um things that are kind of themed to the scenarios that are coming out of the territory so maybe with like ebon scale reach we'd start to see things like katanas or you know these mm. kind of themed weapons around the different territories but yeah a bit of a bit of an opposite there from you red <laughs> i definitely agree with the uh, the, the magical properties because like we have healing we have fire and thank god goodness we have ice because it's like our magic consists of fire and, some, yeah. and, and a healer with little light balls or whatever that they're doing over there. Um, but uh, ice is a good choice. I think then obviously my mind from a magic perspective, we don't have to like get too crazy uh, at the start. I like to see more of the elements in that regard. So kind of we already have fire. So 
Earth, wind, water, heart, you know, I don't care. <laughs> just yeah. Captain Planet being summoned and, and we'll go from there. Um, the uh, I, Yeah, I definitely am. A, I'm a caster at heart. That's what I really enjoy. But I did really enjoy playing with the uh, with the sword. I did uh, enjoy the hatchet. I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, different combinations, because if, for those of you who are listening, haven't been following all the updates uh, in the in the preview, you could have three weapons. Now it's reduced down to two, which I think is going to help for more nuanced class design mm-hmm. uh, with the skills, especially when you start looking at how attributes impact uh, all of your uh, different weapons and how those play out. So I think it'll be interesting to see how uh, and what people end up uh, choosing in terms of their, their class. And as they introduce new weapons, uh, I think that's going to be something that hopefully expands uh, and becomes even uh, greater with time. But easily, like obviously, great sword would be thematically really cool. I like what you talk about with a katana. Uh, obviously, very like iconic looking, uh, you know, weapons. And then I think of like, well, what is the role? What is the purpose? And I definitely I would fall on the lines of uh, you know adding in either a dual wielding. Uh, so that way, essentially, if you want to take two swords, that's great. But it would have to impact you because you can't, you don't have shield skills at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so then maybe allowing some of the other classes to have the shield itself, like the hatchet and shield. So you can end up having different kind of combinations in terms of what kind of role that you're building out. I would also, just the old schooler in me, would love to see something like a like a real bard, like a support, like a pure support style class. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we have instruments now and we got, uh, who knows, like whatever that would, that would look like. But it'd be, it'd be hard because especially in an action MMORPG, like, you know, I think that that role might be very, very limited. I sit back here and I just play my songs. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, can't, what, don't do anything else. What, what's up, Danny? I was going to say, one, one thing that I think is really unique about New World and I've had you know, you, some of you guys might know, I, I kind of just sit and stream and talk New World a lot of the time now. A lot of the conversations are, you know, why is there only three skills? Like, what am I supposed to do? People aren't used to kind of what what seems from the surface quite a limited set of abilities. But, you know, I, I think it's amazing that you are pushed into using your left click and your, uh, you know, your heavy attack as, as part of your, let's want for a better word, your rotation. And I, I, I really, I just... I think that's such a such a cool part of the weapons that it's you know you don't you use what it is that <laughs> makes doesn't make much sense but you know a lot of the time in MMOs you'll see that they have all these amazing abilities you know lots of them but within New World you actually use your left click and your heavy attack and it becomes part of your but you actually have six skills though because the skills don't share a cooldown anymore so your yeah. build literally is the two weapons you actually have six and it all probably would be some form of rotation in which that would be uh there there's definitely going to be synergies yeah. in regards of your skills your weapons how that plays out um you know especially then how it plays out versus pvp the thing that concerns me when it comes to all of our conversation about like weapons and your skills and things like that is that your weapons play off of so heavily your attributes and either that means you're going to kind of be locked in to one thing or they're going to have to build put in some kind of build mechanics so that you can kind of swap with ease because if i'm constantly having to like recalculate and rebuild like i hopefully that doesn't become something on the fly but something where it's like if i come up with this really cool build that i could save it so that i can experiment in other ways so i'm not sitting here having to go to paper (laughs) all right (laughs) i did this 16 in this skill and like i got this weapon and um i think that's going to be interesting now uh evan says ginger uh, Bard could be using the wind magic instruments. There you go. The elements of wind coming in um, <laughs> through that. So 
Let's talk about the cash shop because I, obviously this is a huge talking point that's been brought up in the community. I've seen, as probably you guys had uh, takes uh, under the sun. I think the most humorous for me was people complaining about the cash shop while like riding cash shop mounts in their game. Um, you know, like cash shops are prevalent and the, the old schooler in me w wishes the, the subscription only MMO won out. Um, but we don't see that anymore. I think it's a response to the, the pure economics of it. Um, otherwise it would have won out. Like if it was the be all end all model there, you know, like that would be how, how it all functions. But clearly you have buyers. Otherwise there's no point in spending time making even a shop to, that people can sell from. But um, what's your take? Uh, let's start with Danny on uh, on the state of the cash shop, on the state of uh, XP boosters, on what they've shown off within the alpha with the with uh, cosmetics. Um, you know, all any and all positive negative thoughts. <laughs> You're free. Oh, it's such, such a big topic. <laughs> such it is. A big topic. It's, um, like, it's, our, it's our final topic, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, oh wow. Okay. So where to start? I mean, I I um, obviously come from a Guild Wars background. I'm not adverse to uh, cash shops. I, I feel like, you know, the MMO communities are, you know, some of the best out there. But I feel like over the years, I don't know, I feel like we expect a lot. You know, you see, you know, the likes of Battlefield and Call of Duty and all these things. And all of them have these battle passes in. And it's just kind of the norm. Whereas on MMOs, I feel like the moment any sort of cash shop was, was spoken about in New World, it was just, you know, pitchforks are out rioting it was a bit it was a bit chaos but um uh part of me believes that to be honest you know this this leak that happened was i truly i, I truly think there might have been an absolutely genius marketing play by <laughs> by new world because the amount of uh, exposure that this cash shop brought to the game for me was just phenomenal uh, but I, i'm not i'm not anti it i think um it would be amazing if they could go down Kind of the sea of thieves route you know i love sea of thieves and the way the cosmetics are built into the game and people just you know love to be unique in, in with their characters and things um they, they could they could generate all the revenue they need through awesome cosmetics uh, you know as long as they kind of fit within the game and um some <laughs> Some of the armor that I've seen coming out, you know, it's definitely not to my liking, but <laughs> might might be to some other people. And I think the, the main thing for me is with with any sort of cash shop, especially from the cosmetic side, is that it just brings that diversity. But ideally, uh, stick into the theme of of New World, and obviously, um, the, it it can't the boundaries can be pushed into the bit of the fantasy world, and I think that's great. But you know, I've, I've spoken already, you know, I like this kind of gritty hand-to-hand -hand combat medieval style. And I think New World really kind of lends to that realism side. Um, just with, with regards to kind of the boosts, I think you know, I've met a lot of people and spoke to a lot of people that just said to me, oh, Dan, it's it's pay to win. I'm going to be able to boost everything. And I'm like, that's that's not what's there yet. You know, that's not what they've suggested. It's, it's going to be around... Um, you know, rested XP mechanics. And I think a lot of the people I've seen discuss the boosts have kind of missed out on on that kind of key point. And, um, you know, I say to people, for you to get your boost, you need to log out the game. So if you're any kind of like hardcore gamer, you guys don't need to worry about this. You know, this isn't necessarily bringing in, brought into the game for you guys. So don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could, I could talk all day about a cash shop. I've had 
hours and hours of discussions and I'm not against it. I just really hope that um, they find the balance and they, they introduce it into new world in a way that's very fitting with the theme and don't kind of go over the top. Um, kind of sum up my thoughts, I guess. <laughs> Red, how about you, man? First off, I, I'd like to say I'm just surprised that Danny likes Sea of Thieves, you know, being a pirate and all. It's just it's hard for me to like <laughs> <laughs> that game. It's <laughs> the water but, in that like, game is legit, dude. Like, I was like, fun, oh, yeah. anyway, yeah. So uh, one of the things, uh, you know, I think like you had touched at the top of this is, is, you know, the subscription model lost out. And I think primarily because, you know, you have 10% of the population that can spend like, you know, 10 to 12 hours in the game at all times and, and get everything they want and earn everything they want uh, by playing games. But, you know, I mean, I think we've touched a little bit on this, this show. I mean, I'm 35. I've been playing games for 20 years. I cannot spend 12 hours every day in a game anymore. Uh, and and I think the reason that cash shops Freaking exist weak, is because, man, weak. I'm yo, just hey, look, man, I'm trying, <laughs> dude. I'm trying to do it. I, uh, I, uh, uh, unfortunately, have to work for a yeah. living. Uh, so the thing is, is you know. If we can, you know, if those people can buy something that helps them experience the game uh, the way that they want to experience it, but only be able to spend like two or three hours a day in the game, I think that's why those things exist and why they've kind of come to fruition and, and become the preferred model is because a lot of people that play these games are in that like 25 to 35 to 45 uh, age model. So, uh, you know, one, one of the things is, you know, knowing that or at least making the assumption that this is kind of a thing that's here to stay. They just can't give an advantage to other players, you know, in game. So you have to stay cosmetic or or at least stay in the vein of catch up mechanics. Right. Uh, just to help other people play with with their friends that can spend 12 hours in the game, things that help them do that. And, and then, of course, like you have to be able to earn uh, similar or even better uh, type of items in the game cosmetically. So if you're sticking with the cosmetic things only, you have to also uh, be able to earn like raid gear that looks on par with those things you can purchase. Because one of the things that I hate about BDO, I played a lot of hours into BDO, mm -hmm. is like I can be the dopest, like best PvP, PvE person but I still look like I rolled out of bed like as a le level one farmer oh, in yeah. my in my highest level. That's the gear. risk. That's the risk and the concern. <laughs> and like if I want to look as good as I feel, I have to spend thirty dollars on an outfit, and and that's like, you know, I don't like that. I, I definitely think, and, and New World's touched on this before too, is is you got to have items in game that look just as cool, if not cooler, than the cosmetic items. So one of the things I've often kind of toyed around with is the mindset, especially when we say the subscription MMO lost. Um, this is even back in the old days. Like the fact is that people, you know, the, the old term used to be like, uh, you know, an eBay hunter, uh, a, uh, you know, like people would go and still spend money, uh, you know, and use and break terms and go do these various things to, to get what they want. Right. Um, and not that that was good or I'm, I'm like advocating that that's the fact, but um, still to this day, like there, there's always going to be somebody who's got more money than time. And there's always going to be somebody who has more time than money. Mm -hmm. And we've seen games, uh, shift into that kind of mindset, that kind of, um, that kind of that relationship together. And, uh, I think for me, like, it's a very fine line and it's a line that, like, it's just like with any relationship, 
it's built around trust. And the problem, and the why there's drama, especially even with Ashes, uh, a lot of gamers have put trust into Ashes for no reason. Maybe they're invested in it now or whatever, but there's just a level of that. With Amazon, mm-hmm. they've had a couple of games that have come and gone. Uh, and the fact that we have a lost art coming out later this year by them, that's like, I, it could be this momentum shifting, uh, for them who knows, but, um, I think it's about establishing trust. Do you trust that the developer is either going to try to go through your wallets or do you feel like that your money is supporting the game that you love to play? Gamers have no issue supporting the games they love to play. We see this time and time Mm -hmm. again, if you're having fun, like I think that there, there's definitely gamers who will ride that free wave. They'll be like, wow. And that's why I'm kind of glad new world is a buy to play. Like there is a base level. We're all on the same page upfront cost. And then there's no continued, you know, continued wall. So that for anybody you're inviting in, it's like, you know, cause like I see this all the time within the 14 community um, is like, what do you mean? I have to keep paying. It's like, no, no, no. Play the free trial. Like, just stick in the free trial. You'll never have to subscribe up to the second expansion. And then you'll know if you like the game or not, and if you want more of the game or not. And that's the model they chose. But that free trial is epic. But there's still a wall. There's always going to be a wall when it comes to a subscription-based game. And it's very... It's, that wall has become only higher in recent years as these big games have no subscription. In fact, they don't even usually ask you for money up front. So if you're going to try to go toe-to-toe with Fortnite... Halo, insert whatever popular you know new games out there. Um, they're they're already training the next generation of gamers, and already not training have trained those gamers that it's like this is how games are. And then people yeah. get this sticker shock, like, "What do you mean you want me to pay for money?" And then I'm you know then then they don't. So it's going to be something ultimately quite interesting uh, to see happen. I think that's why the expansion model makes a lot of sense because if you have that yearly thing like Destiny. I've always said that Destiny's a subscription-based game. They just ask for their money all up front once right. a year, as opposed to like every month. And then you're like, okay, I'm in or I'm not. Uh, and so that kind of model with New World and then having supplemental uh, ways to kind of monetize the year between and will end up being what I think the where we see MMOs go uh, you know, forward. At least the bigger ones, the ones that deliver on the graphics and the content and the things that we ultimately want to see. But that is... Those are my thoughts on that on that subject, and we've come to our hour. So, kind of as a final thought before we wrap up uh, the show and and whatnot, what are your guys's plans for the beta, um, both in terms of content, but like, are you taking time off work? Um, let's go with you, uh, Danny. You've been streaming. Just I, I, I've been hanging out in your streams, man. I've been really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you've been just kind of like, here's video game footage of me playing the game. Let's talk <laughs> about it. And then all the the people who come in, and it's so true because I'll do this like in a hype stream where it's like games offline. Let's just hang out and talk about it. And people come in. There's always somebody, one or two people. They're like, how's he already playing the game? And then somebody's so nice in the chat going, it's a video. <laughs> But yeah. uh, <laughs> I wonder how you... many times Danny's been reported. To... <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your plans for uh, beta, Danny? Um, yeah, we got we got uh, some quite big plans to be honest. Uh, like personally, um, I'm really keen to just get back into the game, uh, chop some trees down, mine some some stone, and do some fishing. But you know, I'm re- I'm really keen to. You know, I've met a lot of people since the preview um, that I want to kind of, you know, fight in territory wars with. And, you know, I'd love to kind of get to a point where I can try out post-rush and or, or just basically 
get stuck in with all of these new features um from a from a content point of view i would you know i i sort of started creating content for new world around the wars you know i would love for people to kind of really enjoy watching us fight you know we've come up with these crazy ideas to make some shield walls and you know just just getting really excited i'm you know i won't get too excited because i'll end up swearing but you know just getting really excited in the <laughs> you wars really good this good, whole show it's really good just, this whole show. <laughs> just having really good fun basically um and you know from a, from a company point of view yeah we've, we've got our pirate gaming company and we've kind of you know people are really hyped about lots of different parts of the game and whether that's rushing to end game level 60 or you know we've got people that just want to gather or just want to you know just want to craft and yeah we've got a real a real diverse group of, of people and um yeah so for us for beta is just you know coming together again you know what's what's tends to happen for me was preview was amazing we met so many great people and people people tend to just kind of filter off back to playing some different games and i feel it's going to be a real nice place for everyone to come back together again um and, and just kind of you know play with your mates again and kind of in new world it's going to be awesome now, uh, before we let Red have the final say and we wrap up, um, I do want to say thanks to Captain Slappa for the $5 Super Chat sticker. Really appreciate the support for the podcast, man. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, awesome still sticker, the guy j- jumping up and down. So just wanted to make sure I thanked, uh, thanked him. Red, how about you? What are your plans? Uh, also for the site as well. Like, I'm sure like I-, I don't envy you in trying to run this database wiki site and produce content. So uh, a, what are your plans? And B, how do you plan on surviving? <laughs> it's like constant monsters, like or something. I don't know. What, what yeah. do you do? What, go ahead. Well, that's the advantage of having a team. Uh, me <laughs> taking uh, it does a, a lot or all of the programming side, and so me and Bordy just kind of work on the content and everything. Uh, but yeah, we'll be busy uh, doing that stuff. But we want to get the company together. We got a lot of people in our Discord that are ready to start getting together and getting plans for that. So we plan on using that time in game to kind of uh, get a good head count. And, and uh, I don't know, man, just, we just kind of talked about this uh, uh, for our podcast next week, but, but I think a lot of the things I would suggest other people to do is, is just go out and experience a tournament. You know what I mean? Um, it is a, is a beautiful place. And, and again, the sounds and, and feel of the world is something that I think you, uh, you definitely need to experience if you're if you're one of those people that are on the fence that you you know you're not sure you want to play New World or not. Go pre-order the game and and get in there and try out because it is truly a, a unique experience and and yeah, just collecting a lot of uh, video for content and and uh, you know, uh, dude, getting the company together. That's what uh, kind of like what Danny's saying, dude. I look forward to being able to play with everybody in the Discord finally that we've all been kind of getting together and and uh, you know trying to round up because it's going to be a ton of fun. Do you guys have any final thoughts, uh, Danny or I read before we wrap up uh, today's show, anything else that you wanted to say that maybe uh, we didn't spend enough time on, or we kind of just touched on move along or whatever uh, floor is yours. I'll start with you, Danny. Um, I don't think so. To be honest, I, th- I think, you know, it's been really lovely to kind of catch up with you guys. Um, I- I'm just so excited for new world. And what's been really lovely is, seeing the community come together like i mentioned before you know i was actually a fan of red and studio loop before and uh, we used to do loads of drives out to the french alps filming and i'll just listen to the podcast on the way yeah. and you know they've kind of it's it's really nice a year later to just see everyone coming together i haven't seen any negativity in the community and i think this community around new world is just absolutely ace and that goes all the way from the contact from you know the amazon team themselves that we've had supporting you know small creators like myself 
um, right through to the people that are coming into Twitch streams and just, you know, either reporting me because they think I'm playing New World or just, <laughs> yeah. you know, just having real good fun in chat. And just, you know, the other day, I think we had over 100 people just sitting, chatting, getting hyped around New World. And it was just, it's just a great, it's a great place to be. And I'm really excited to see where this game goes, to be honest. Uh, it's cute that you think you're a small creator. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Red. Yeah, just thank you to Brian for having me on the show, and and it's cool to be able to talk with Danny finally, and and you about New World. I look forward to just being able to, you know, to be part of this uh, community. I think that's like Danny's saying. I think that's one of the best parts of of these multi massively multiplayer games is getting uh, together with people and being able to play the game together. So hopefully we'll be able to. I know Danny's EU, but hopefully we'll be able to link up and and play some in game. Uh, little little uh. Little shout, we uh we we've had so much interest from NA, so I might be popping over to your side from time to time uh, with our pirate gaming NA group. So right, maybe we'll maybe we'll hook brother. up. You, you better be wearing purple when <laughs> I'll you. I'll be there, man. I'll say hi. Yeah, Syndicate, Syndicate too. <laughs> right, that's yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to be rocking a Syndicate. I, my plan is because yeah. we get two characters, I'm going to have like one that I play just with my wife, and it's going to have to be on a different server. So I'll figure out. I'll let her kind of drive what we go in that direction, and they'll have one that's my like ginger prime community like character server and uh we're gonna be rocking the syndicate and so uh, marauders looks interesting as well so i know danny's a marauder uh it just yeah. it seems fitting not gonna go well for danny let's say that <laughs> <laughs> so uh guys that's gonna wrap it up for the show i really appreciate y'all making the time uh to come hang out and talk uh new world with us we'll hopefully try to get another uh couple new world podcasts going through the beta uh, you know, lined up, especially I have no, I have no issue with turning this into a full new world podcast. If it like, if it really takes off. Uh, so I'm really excited about it. I've been, uh, it's just fun to kind of be on the precipice of a brand new game. And I really hope that, uh, they knock it out of the park. I, I really, you know, I think, uh, the MMO genre could definitely use some fresh blood, some fresh ideas, and we'll have to wait and see ultimately what happens in the end. But that's going to bring us to the end of today's show. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Epic Loot Radio, episode 25, uh, a quarter uh, of the way to 100, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for the support. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, like, favorite, subscribe, share, and tweet. And do all the cool things. Maybe clip. I think clip's coming to, the, to YouTube here in a bit. But anyway, until next time, take care.